Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here with me. We are previewing Jaguars versus Colts right now. Week two matchup here. They'll square off in front of a home crowd at TIAA Bank Field in Duval County for this week two matchup between two teams who are winless right now. The entire AFC South is winless right now. Colts and Texans tied in week one. The Titans fell apart late against the Giants, and so did the Jaguars against against the uh, Commanders in D.C. But yeah, we're going to preview this game right now. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube if you want to support the channel further. Go pick up a new hat or shirt on GenJag.com. Got a couple of these bad boys left. Where are we here? Got the old school logo. The logo that never was. But yeah, you can also become a channel member. Debbie Lynn checks in. She is one of the channel members here. We've got Daniel, Irish Jags fan, Alex Thorpe checking in saying, screw the Titans, go Jags. Always going to. Always going to uh, support that that sentiment there, Alex. I'm with you. <laughs> Happy to have all y'all here. It's a live stream. Sometimes we do the, the full game preview live stream. Sometimes I do it uh, just as an upload. It just depends on what we have going on. Appreciate everybody being here. Joe Sue checking in saying, let's get that W. Absolutely. So the storylines in this contest unbelievable for two weeks in a row two weeks in a row just the amount of storylines that have nothing to do with actual football actual x's and o's you know last week carson wentz first versus doug peterson jack del rio versus the jaguars all these different things 
it continues again this week, and it's the Revenge Tour Part 2, right? Carson Wentz, for the uh, the Colts last year, he would still be a Colt if he did not lose to the Jaguars in that defining game of the season, the last game of the season. So he wanted to take revenge on the Jaguars. I think the Colts are even more shook from that experience in Week 18, losing to the Jaguars, being eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Jim say their owner, he's been in his feelings about it. No question. So it is a revenge tour part two for Jaguars opponents. You've also got Frank Reich versus Doug Peterson. You know, master and apprentice there. Doug Peterson was the head coach in Philly. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator during that Super Bowl run. He has been in Indy since 2018, and he struggled to beat the Jaguars. And then you've got Jags versus Colts, just this matchup in Jacksonville. Colts haven't beaten them in, in Jack since 2014. Unbelievable run for the Jaguars against the Colts in Jacksonville. D-Rock from ESPN just tweeted it out. The Jaguars are 5-30 and 30 in their last 35 games. Three of those wins are against the Colts. You can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. You've got Matt Ryan versus Foya Luikin, former teammates. Used to practice against each other every single day. So they both are very familiar with each other. They know strengths and weaknesses. You've got Press Taylor, who was an offensive assistant for the Colts last year. Now the Jaguars offensive coordinator. Gus Bradley, former Jaguars head coach, one of the uh, least successful coaches in NFL history in terms of being a head coach. He's had a couple stops since then as a defensive coordinator. He's now in Indy. And guess who he has? Yannick Ngakwe, Russian the passer, playing against the Jaguars. It's crazy, the amount of storylines here. Really crazy. Alex says, always hating on the Titans, love it. Also says, looking good today, ready for the weekend. I am ready for the weekend. Ready to figure out some weekend plans. It's feeling better outside. You know, fall is starting to be in the air. It's getting there. We're close. Maybe it's a mirage. We'll see. Irish Jags fan says, huge pressure on the Colts this weekend. It is big time pressure on the Colts. You know, this is a team that most have projected to make the playoffs. I projected them to make the playoffs with Matt Ryan being an upgrade over Carson Wentz. They got to go get a W. The Jags need a W as well. You know, while there's not a ton of outside pressure on the Jaguars, you know, there's not a, a ton of expectations from the national media. Of course, fans want to win. But the Jaguars inside that building, they have put pressure on themselves because they believe they are a playoff team. They believe they're competing for the playoffs this year. This is not a rebuilding year for the people inside that building. And after this, they go take on the Chargers, who just put on a hell of a show last night against the Chiefs, fell just short with Justin Herbert um, having that rib issue, gutting it out, trying to win the game, couldn't quite do it. If Justin Herbert's healthy, that is a tough, tough, or not even healthy. If Justin Herbert is active, if he is playing in that game, that is a tough week three matchup for the Jaguars in Los Angeles. Then you head to Philly. 
they look like they might have one of the more dangerous offenses in football, plenty of talent on that defense as well. So I think it's big pressure on both teams, you know, um, and looking at the elephant in the room, the fact that the Jaguars have beaten the Colts every year since 2014 in Jacksonville. The Jaguars have kind of brushed that off. They're, they're, they're not talking about it, not worrying about it. But the Colts, it's been slammed in their face all week. You have reporters asking them about this, this streak. You have all the players kind of talking about it, saying, we, we don't understand it. We don't get it. We're not sure why we cannot beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. So um, the mental side of this game, I think, is a really big deal. The Colts have circled this game on this count on their calendar since the schedule came out. Jim Ursay, big red marker circling that game on the calendar. I'm sure, Frank Rack feels the same way. Got to beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville if you're going to make the playoffs. If you're the Colts, I think there's bigger pressure on the Colts. Alex, Alex just asked, is there bigger pressure on us or the Colts? I think it's the Colts because they haven't won here. They have been the better team during that entire span for the most part since 2014, and they just can't do it. They can't win here. So, uh, yeah, I would I would say there's more pressure on the Colts, but the Jaguars need this win as well. You cannot go into Los Angeles week three, 0 oh, and 2, if you're really trying to make the playoffs this year. So the Jaguars coming off a week one loss in which they had a lead in the fourth quarter, an eight-point lead with less than 10 minutes to go, squandered the lead. Colts were down 20-3 to late in the game against the Texans. And uh, really, both of those teams had opportunities to put the game away. Neither could. They went into overtime and, and uh, some missed field goals, some missed opportunities later, and they end up with a week one tie at 20-20. to Matt Ryan, he did become the eighth quarterback to eclipse 60,000 passing yards last week. Big, big uh, moment for him, I guess you could say. Legacy moment for him. Of course, the ball, the number on the ball that went into the Hall of Fame is 28-3. That's the lead that the uh, Falcons had in the Super Bowl over the Patriots before Probably the most epic collapse we've ever seen, to be quite honest. Crazy stuff right there. The ball says 283 that is going into the Hall of Fame to celebrate Matt Ryan's 60,000 passing yards. You can't make this stuff up, people. Speaking of Matt Ryan, you look at him, I think they brought him in to be a stabilizing force at quarterback, to be someone... Carson Wentz had high variance in his play, right? You had some amazing moments. You had some head-scratching moments, some moments where you just don't even want to see the guy if you're a Colts fan. Matt Ryan is supposed to come in and be more stabilizing force, be a guy that is going to lead the team, going to be mentally strong, going to make the right decisions. That's who he's been throughout his career, right? Um, But does not have the mobility of Carson Wentz, certainly. Um, doesn't have the weapons that Carson Wentz has in Washington now. But this is a guy who, despite being supposed to be the stabilizing force, he had four turnover-worthy plays last week for the Colts. He threw an interception on the screen. Um, 
which of course Jaguars fans are familiar with picking off screen passes. Trayvon Walker, thank you very much. Um, he had some, there was some center to quarterback exchange uh, when, when, when Matt Ryan was under center that, uh, you know, they had some issues there fumbling the football. Matt Ryan is going to have to take care of the ball better against the Jaguars defense that forced three turnovers last week. If they want to win this game, in my opinion. And of course, if you're a Jags fan, which you probably are, if you're here, that should get you a little excited. Four turnover worthy plays for Matt Ryan last week. He was not taking care of the football the way he normally does. And uh, the Jaguars, they're forcing turnovers right now. Week one can lie to you, right? You don't want to take too much away from these early games in the season. There's so much newness, uh, so much unknown. After two or three weeks, you really start to settle in and see what these football teams are. Us and Them says, has anyone heard any update on Alex Pierce and the concussion protocol? And shout out Jags for being healthy. Yes, that is something I wanted to talk about as we get going here. The injury situation, right? The Jaguars have no one on their injury report. Two consecutive days. No injuries to report. That is almost unheard of. I mean, for me, I've never seen it before. I've never seen a team not have a single injury to report. Looking at the Colts injury report, they've got some more questionable situations going on. You mentioned Alec Pierce here. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday with the concussion protocol. He was limited on Thursday, so he's making progress clearly, but the concussion protocol, you have to clear these different hurdles, and and he'll have to do that if he wants to play. We'll see how it goes, and, and we'll get an official game status for Alec Pierce, whether he's questionable or doubtful or out um, later today on Friday. You've also got DeForest Buckner, one of the best interior defensive linemen in football, playing for the Colts. He has a hip injury. He has not participated in practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Now, he's never missed a game in his NFL career. Is that going to is he, is he going to start missing games week 2 of 2022? We'll see. I kind of expect him to play. I kind of expect him to gut it out and play through it, but we're going to find out. Kenny Moore also has a hip. Colts nickel corner He was limited in practice on Wednesday and then did not participate on Thursday with that hip. Are things moving in the wrong direction for him? Then you've got Michael Pittman Jr. who's established himself as one of the best young starting wide receivers in football. He was limited with a quad on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. What's going on there? See Colts talking about is it panic mode with Michael Pittman? With this injury, we're going to find out soon enough. And then you've got Shaq Leonard, who is the heart and soul of the Colts defense linebacker. He has not played this year, has not practiced this year fully until this week, fully participated in both Wednesday and Thursday practice. He's coming off a back injury. Will he be able to play despite not really practicing much before this week? We're going to find out. And if he does play, how effective will he be? You have to imagine if he's on the field, he's going to be getting after it. Us and them says, never seen a number one overall pick getting a sack and a pick. 
and crickets from the mainstream sports media. Look, we're in Jacksonville. National media does not concern themselves with Jacksonville unless the Jaguars are winning football games. Okay? That's the way it is. They've got to earn the right to be talked about. Justin says, Colts cut practice short today. Maybe they're just practicing way too hard on this specific Jags game. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, they they are certainly this again. They circled this one on the calendar. They're wanting to get this game. This is a big game for the Colts. The Jaguars are talking about it. It's more like just another game for them. We'll see how it all plays out. So yeah, that's that's the injury update for now. Irish Jags fan says if Pierce and Pittman are out, who is Ryan throwing to? Yeah. Kind of crazy. Robert's checking in from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Love to hear that. Go Jaguars in enemy territory. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've got other receivers, right? But Michael Pittman is is the guy there. He's the guy they need to they they want to target that they need to target. Um, when you're talking about the Colts receivers and their passing game versus the Jaguars secondary. If I was a Colts fan, I'd be pretty excited to face this secondary after what I saw last week. I mean, Shaquille Griffin was horrific in zone coverage last week. Awful, 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 awful. And I'm a I'm a Shaq Griffin supporter. I'm a fan of his game overall, but he did not play well last week in zone coverage. Terry McLaurin was roasting him. And it looked like it was a lack of effort, to be quite honest. He's going to need to tighten it up. Alex says, what are you focusing on that the Jags need to improve this weekend? Well, their coverage. Got to improve their coverage. Um, Shaq was getting roasted. Early in the game, Darius Williams was getting roasted. He kind of settled in. You kind of understand why he was getting roasted early. He hadn't played in a game, in a preseason game for the Jaguars. So coming off that shoulder injury. So you kind of understand why it took him a minute to get going. Um, so we'll see about that. What, uh, for me, the biggest area they need to improve outside of the secondary, which I just talked about, they've got to get more pressure and, and affect the passer. You've got a number one overall pick, a number seven overall pick, a high-priced free agent in Foley Fatu Kasi, uh, Dewan Smoot and, and Arden Key, who are both getting paid to rush the passer. You've got a defensive coordinator who's expected to send a lot of exotic looks against opposing offenses. You've geared up to rush the passer this year. You've got to do it better than you did last week. Bottom line. Us and them says, Ursa wants this game more than anyone. Last two games, he has gotten rid of a quarterback and a kicker this time. Will it be Frank if they don't win? I do not think Frank Reich's job is in jeopardy in week two of the 2022 NFL season. But yeah, Jim Irsay, he he's a little wild. We'll see. Robert says, do you, ex- do you, I'm not sure what this question says. Something about unique Ngakwe. Do you think they expose unique Ngakwe? He was never great in stopping the run and screen passes. Yeah. Um, if I was the Jaguars, I would try to run at unique Ngakwe. He's a pass rusher. He is not a run defender. He can make splash plays against the run, but if you're running right at him, usually does not end well for Unique Ngakwe. I'm with you there. 
Last week, Jaguars and Colts both really struggled in the red zone on offense. Really struggled. We all know what happened with the Jaguars, but looking at the Colts, Wildcat with Naheem Hines on fourth and goal from the two. Unbelievable play call. And you had some drops in the end zone from the Colts, kind of like you saw from the Jaguars. There's a lot of similarities between the Jaguars week one loss and the Colts week one tie. You had both teams really moving the ball fairly effectively. I think the Jaguars moved it better than the Colts did, uh, and that's evidenced by their yards per play. And uh, But the Colts moved the ball well, too. They just could not punch it in in the red zone. And then they also had the missed kick. Rodrigo Blankenship is no longer an Indianapolis Colt after missing that kick. They're going to have Chase McLaughlin and one other guy competing on the practice squad this week to see who gets called up to be their kicker on game day. Josu says, we definitely need to dial up the blitz early. We gave Wentz way too much time. Yeah, and here's the thing. When they did blitz, they weren't getting to him quick enough. They didn't blitz as much as I expected them to blitz. I had them at 14 blitzes, which is five or more rushers. 14 blitzes on Carson Wentz, 45 dropbacks. I thought that they would blitz more. They weren't effective blitzing. They weren't effective in their four-man rush. Effective enough. There, there were certainly some plays where they got the job done, but they need to do it at a higher clip. Both of these offenses, like I said, struggling to put the ball in the end zone despite having ample opportunity to do so. Um, so who is going to figure it out? Which team is going to figure it out? Will both teams figure it out? We're going to find out on Sunday. Looking at the Colts' offense and what they like to do offensively, uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor is the focal point, the best running back in football right now. Um, but outside of just handing him the rock and, and getting that offensive line on the move with Quentin Nelson and company, uh, they like to run a lot of screens, which the Jaguars have historically struggled with. They The Jaguars last week, Gave up a, a big screen early. Trayvon Walker did. He was the culprit on that, um, not staying home. And then he re- he rebounded from that, obviously. Got the interception. Then he also got a tackle for no gain on a screen. But then they hit him again. They hit the Jaguars again with another screen. So the Jaguars should be used to, to facing the screen now after what the commanders did in week one. Uh, But the Colts, they run a lot of screens with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. And both of those players are incredibly difficult to get to the ground. Hines is a guy that um, is kind of more of that J.D. McKissick type back, the quicker, twitchier, jitterbug type of runner. Great, great pass catcher out of the backfield. And Jonathan Taylor, we all know his skill set. He can do pretty much everything for you on the football field. Alex says, over, under, Jonathan Taylor, 115-plus rushing yards versus the Jags. Is he on your fantasy football team, Alex? (laughs) Over, under, 115 rushing yards. That's That's a great question because um, the Jaguars did a really good job in the run defense department last week. They only allowed three yards per carry. But this is a different beast. And they did a great job against the Colts in Week 18, run defense-wise. 
And they did a great job in the second half of their, their matchup with the Colts earlier in the season in 2021 in the second half. But the first half, Jonathan Taylor was looking like he was on his way to setting an all-time rushing record. We'll see. Yeah, Alex is like, no, I'm a CMC guy. Yes, Christian McCaffrey, good for you. I did have Justin Herbert playing last night. That went pretty well for me, not going to lie. Appreciate getting him in the third round. It's been going well for me. Did lose week one, but not Justin Herbert's fault. Um, Looking at what the Colts like to do on offense beyond the screens, beyond handing it off to Jonathan Taylor, they'll do a lot of play action both from under center, under center and from the gun. Um, they can get into those tight formations where you've got multiple tight ends on the field and pound you with it and also play action off of that. But they'll also run some spread looks, right? Um, they'll spread you out. Will that be affected by, by um, you know, potential injuries by Michael Pittman or Alec Pierce if either of them or both of them miss this contest? How's that going to play out? Do you just tighten it up and try to pound the Jaguars into submission with Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. But both of those runners are unbelievably good. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Matt Ryan, he's supposed to be an accurate, smart quarterback. For the most part, last week he was. He threw the ball a ton last week. Um, The Colts ran a ton of plays. But again, four turnover-worthy plays for Matt Ryan. The Jaguars are going to need to try to capitalize on that like they did last week with three defensive turnovers. You had two interceptions and a forced fumble. Can that continue? Um. Over under Jonathan Taylor, 115 yards. I'm going to say under. We'll see it. We'll see. Uh, us and them says the screen has killed us since at least 2017. Yeah, and and way beyond that. Charlie says, Jen Jag, a symbol of the content. Keep up the vids. I will. I appreciate everyone being here, having a good time here, talking some Jags, talking some Jags versus Colts. John says, dang, I'm so late to this one. Hey, it's all right. Better late than never. Happy you're here. Is Matt Ryan the guy we saw last week or the guy you've seen most of his career? I think it's going to be up to the Jaguars to force him to make some bad decisions. The right side of the Colts offensive line struggled in clear passing situations. So if you can slow down Jonathan Taylor, if you can force the Colts into clear passing situations, can you take advantage of right tackle Braden Smith and right guard Danny Pinter, I think you should be able to. But the Jags' pass rush was not good enough last week. Let's see. Alex says, are we concerned? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With Matt Ryan throwing on, on us if we, can't, if we can't stop the run. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't stop the run... You're toast. If you can't slow down the run, you're toast. SP's checking in saying it's your friendly neighborhood commanders fan. Go Jags Duval. I got Jags to cover. Jags D should make things interesting. We'll see. They've got to be able to um to cover. Shaq Griffin was really bad last week. Really bad. Darius Williams was really bad to start that game, too. Ryan's checking in. Hey, I ordered a shirt two weeks ago. How long does it usually take to ship? I think I'm too excited for my shirt. I believe that was a pre-order. And for all of y'all who order stuff from us, pre-orders are going to take a couple weeks. They're called pre-orders for a reason. Uh, But I appreciate your support. All of those shirts have pre-ordered or have shipped. All of the pre-order shirts have shipped. So should be out to you anytime now. Charlie says, if Ryan has no one to throw to, they will resign, resign T.Y. Hilton just haunt us one last time. Yeah, T.Y.'s had some big performances against the Jaguars. Alex says, where are the Colts vulnerable in your opinion? So offensively, like I said, I think the right side of the offensive line, you talk about Braden Smith and Danny Pinter, I think if you get them in clear passing situations, that's where you need to attack. And Ryan, just to see if I can pull up your order here. This is customer service right here. Pulling up the order for you midstream. All right. (laughs) Expected delivery is Friday today, September 16th. So you should have it today. You should have it before, before the home opener here. Appreciate you, Ryan. Um, illusion says Jags just suck. That is some insightful analysis. I love to see it. Leon Dupree says, let's go Jags. Duval stand up. Hell yeah. I love it. Irish Jags fan says, do you ship international? Yes, we do. We ship to Ireland. We've done it before. All right. Us and them says Jags just need to execute the plays. We're there. We just got to make good throws and catches. Absolutely. I think the play calling in week one, you know, it it looked a little unbalanced at the end of the game, 42 passes to 18 runs, but those passes, the the concepts were there. The routes were open. It's just about, you know, Trevor delivering an accurate football or a receiver hauling a pass in or the offensive line, just, you know, giving Trevor a little bit more time. They were one of the worst offensive lines in pass protection last week, despite only allowing, I think, one sack 
Trevor was under pressure constantly last week. 20 pressures, 10 quarterback hits. It was ugly. It was ugly watching that offensive line, the left side in, in particular. Jawan Taylor and Brandon Sheriff did a good job. I know Sheriff gave up a sack, but he was consistent throughout the game outside of the one sack. And then uh, from center to left tackle, it was pretty ugly in pass protection. They did a great job run blocking last week, did the Jaguars. But center to left tackle, you got to do better. Got to do better. If you're Cam Robinson, you're getting paid $18 million a year. You need to be better. Um, you know, Ben Barch has got to play a little bit better. Incredibly tough matchup last week. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, for my money, that's probably the best interior pass rush duo in football right now. So incredibly tough matchup. You know, Luke Fortner starting in his first game. Ben Barch starting in his first game on the left side next to Cam Robinson. They got to improve, bottom line. Ryan says, best service ever wearing that on game day. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. SP says, who you got, Lions versus Commanders? I think I took the Commanders. Um, I think that's a close game. But overall, I think their offense is just going to be tough to deal with when, when Carson Wentz is playing good football. All right, Charlie says, would you give CVL the left guard spot this week to see what you got? I think Colvin Lonnen can start in the NFL. We'll see. I don't think the Jaguars are going to do that. I think they want to give Ben Barch another shot here. But if he struggles again the way he struggled last week, I think you start getting CVL some some um, practice reps with the starters because I do think he can play in the NFL. Hasn't had opportunities to start in the regular season. You know, Jaguars acquired him from the Packers for a seventh-round pick a few weeks back. I like him, though. The Packers only traded him for a seventh-round pick because they have so much depth on their offensive line, they were going to end up releasing him despite him being a serviceable football player at, at the very least. Us and Them says, Trevor needs to talk to Peyton Manning about how to play through bad O-line play. He had chances to get the ball out fast, but he's got to be ready. I agree with that. It's not all on the offensive line. Trevor Lawrence can get the ball out quicker, and he needs to. But it was his first game in a new system, new weapons, a lot of new offensive linemen. I'd say give Trevor some time. But regarding talking to Peyton Manning, I believe they do have a relationship. So that is good. Uh, Carl Prout says, what up, Jordan? Been a while since I've joined a live stream. Happy to have you here, Carl. Tony says, should we panic with Shaq? I would not hit the panic button with Shaquille Griffin. Uh, this is a guy who has played well most of his career. He's been a quality cornerback, quality starting cornerback. I wouldn't panic, no. Um, but he's got to play with more intensity. Bottom line, I mean, Terry McLaurin was roasting him, and they weren't looking at Terry enough. I mean, Terry McLaurin probably could have had 200 yards in that game. I really think that. And Maybe they need to run more man with Shaq. I think he's a better man coverage corner than his own corner. I don't know why he loses his focus or whatever happens to him in zone, but he's a better man corner. So, yeah, the, the Colts offense, I thought they they had a good game plan last week. I didn't see any plays where I was like, wowed, kind of like how I was with, with the commander's game plan, Scott Turner. Uh, but... They will keep you off balance because they can run the football out of the gun. They can run it under center. Um, 
They can throw in 12 personnel. They can run in 12 personnel. They can run from the spread. They can just do everything they want to do for multiple different looks. And so that can keep defenses off balance. And they'll use the spread or the uh, the screens. They'll use the play action. Those are other things that'll keep you off balance. Kyle says, after seeing Herbert get killed last night behind what's supposed to be a better unit, makes you wonder if Trevor can keep taking the hits. We'll see. The Chiefs have a really talented defensive front. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, um, uh, Carl Aftis, the rookie. And they've got some other talented players up there, too, on their defensive front. I'm bullish on the Chiefs this year. I have them winning the Super Bowl. And I had them winning the Super Bowl before week one, before they started showing out. All right. Us and them says Shaq said they had communication issues and they weren't talking enough. Him and both safety struggled. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. But I think Shaq was... He was getting torched by by Terry McLaurin, and he could have, like I said, McLaurin could have picked up a lot more than he got. Uh, Irish Jags fan says, Trevor was good, I thought. He had only two bad misses, in my opinion. The rest of them, he was getting hit as he threw. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's a fair assessment for sure. Robert says, I think the game will slow down a lot. Devin Lloyd, yes. Devin Lloyd played in his first game. He had only played like 20-something snaps in the preseason, missed most of training camp. I agree with you. I think Devin Lloyd is going to um, is going to play better football throughout the entire game. He was good against the run last week, very good. Showed his range, showed his tackling ability, showing, showed his tackle radius. But he struggled in space a little bit early on. I think he settled down pretty well. I think Devin Lloyd will play much better. And he's going to need to. Jonathan Taylor ain't no joke, and neither is Naheem Hines. Alex says, hopefully less penalties this week. It should not be hard. You're right, Alex. 13 penalties for 90 yards for the Jaguars last week. Unacceptable, Doug Peterson said. I agree with him. He said, at most, you're the most that you're really comfortable with in a game is five to six penalties. And he said, you know, the the offensive formation stuff, jumping jumping early or or not being lined up properly or, or having an illegal motion, uh, the defensive offsides, unacceptable stuff. It's one thing when it's a bang bang play and you end up uh, holding someone or or getting a late hit uh, when it's not egregious, but having the organizational issues that they had, unacceptable stuff. Connor says, if the Jags come out this weekend one and one over a division rival, the team will rally. It's only week two, but what an important game for more morale and confidence. I agree. Again, if you're 0-2 going in to face LA on the road and then Philly on the road, things could snowball. Things really could snowball. And I think Doug Peterson is going to keep this team together regardless if they win or not, but it's going to be difficult to do. Uh, if you go out to L.A. and Philly and can't get a dub in either of those games. Us and them says Clay Harbor posted wanting Shatley to start over Fortner. I'm not on that train yet. Let him earn and get experience. The goal is to win a Lombardi. I agree with you. I would not pull Fortner. I would not pull Barch yet, but they need to play better this week. Got to play better. The dude says, just found your channel, Jordan. You got some awesome content. We'll be looking for your videos all season long. Thank you so much. Happy to have you here. 
Tyler says, not to jump too far ahead, but if Chase Daniel plays next week, can we pull a win out in L.A. against the Chargers defense on fire? Yes. If Justin Herbert does not play in that game, the Jaguars should feel very confident with their chances. I mean, the Jaguars need to be confident regardless of who's playing, but Jaguars fans should feel a fair amount of confidence if Justin Herbert can't play. Ray says, should Jags be leaning on both running backs more than depending on Trevor? And when do we start to look to replace him like we did the guy before him? The Titans didn't wait. Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about with the Titans, but uh, if you're talking about replacing Trevor Lawrence right now, you're out of your mind, in my opinion. And no offense, Ray. I'm not trying to dismiss your thoughts or anything here, but Trevor Lawrence is going into his first year in a new system, his second year in the NFL. He learned very little from his coaching staff last year. He basically just learned what not to do. Um, I wouldn't be worrying about Trevor Lawrence right now. That's just me. I'm not worrying about him. But talking about leaning on the running backs more, Doug Peterson is a pass-first head coach. Bottom line, he's going to throw the ball more than he's going to pass, or more than he's going to run. Um, but when you look at the mistakes that were being made by the quarterback, by the offensive line and pass protection, by some of the receivers, would the running game be more reliable than the passing game? Maybe. I mean, the, the run blocking was outstanding last week. James Robinson and Travis Etienne were outstanding last week carrying the football. Yeah, you could certainly argue that that the Jaguars need to run the ball a little bit more. The one time when I was particularly perturbed by not running the ball was when they got the ball down second and goal at the three and three straight passes. Now, two of those should have gone for touchdowns. Like I said, the play design, the play concept was there. The execution was there until the catch point. Irish Jags fan says, thought Christian Kirk was brilliant last week. He could have a 150-plus yard day if those two passes didn't get batted at the line. Yes, Christian Kirk was phenomenal. He was uncoverable. And that leads me, Alex brought up earlier, where are the Colts vulnerable? On defense last week, they were vulnerable up the seams, in the slot. Um, so I think you could be seeing Evan Ingram, Dan Arnold pushing vertically. Christian Kirk pushing vertically, which we saw last week, and even Travis Etienne pushing vertically. I, I'm a, I'm predicting Travis Etienne will score a touchdown on a vertical shot this week. I think it's going to happen. And the, the Colts do have talented players that play in that area, right? Like they have talented safeties. They have talented uh Kenny Moore is a good football player. Julian Blackman's a good football player. Nick Cross is a rookie, but he's talented as well. Um, so you would expect them to kind of rebound and get better in that area. But after one week, that was their Colts' biggest weakness on defense. Alex says, we're going to get the tight ends more involved this week. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He says, feel like I didn't see a lot of Ingram. Yeah, Ingram had a few catches, but none of them were explosives. Alex says, Doug loves the tight ends and it could help Trevor. I agree with you, man. I think that they will be looking to get them more involved this week. Ray says the Titans drafted a quarterback to replace Ryan Tannehill. 
Tannehill, he's an old quarterback. He's been around forever. I mean, that is not an A to B comparison at all. Alex says, that answered my question. Yeah, very good. Michael says, I hope we use Evan Ingram up the seam. Exactly. I'm with you there. I think they will. Dan Arnold as well. Christian Kirk as well. Even Travis Etienne. Uh, Kyle says the quarterback the Titans drafted is a project at best. I don't buy Malik Willis. Yeah, we don't need to get too deep into that situation. But um, yeah, not not the same situation in Tennessee as it is in Jacksonville with the quarterbacks. Us and them says, here's my point about the run game. People want us to be Baltimore, but we need to be KC. Pass first and execute to win. That's why the run game worked so well because we were passing so much. I do think that plays a factor into it, right? Um, when you are a pass first team, teams are trying to stop your passing game. They're not as focused on the run. Now, I do think the the commanders had a pretty good grasp of when the Jaguars were going to run and when they were going to pass. And they did load up to stop the run more than you would think a little bit, uh, but they weren't able to do so. The Jaguars, when they did run the ball, it was a thing of beauty. Us and them says Titans and Colts have those run games, but neither of them have a shot at a Lombardi and it hasn't worked for either of them in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, you can run the ball and play defense to get into the postseason, rarely is that going to win you a Super Bowl. This is a passing league. You've got to be able to to compete through the air. And Doug Peterson said it this week, you throw the ball to score points. You run the ball to win games. I think he's right. I I really do. But uh, if you have these struggles – um, with execution in the passing game, maybe you start to lean on J-Rob and Travis a little bit more. Of course, the Colts' run defense, even without Shaquille Leonard last week, they were stifling against the Texans. Lee Van Cleef, what a great name. How do you think Unique will do, and who will he be matched up against? Good question. So when you're talking about the Colts' edge rushers versus the Jaguars' offensive line, Unique Ngakwe is lining up primarily on the defensive right side, the offensive left side, which would be against Cam Robinson, which fireworks, right? Really excited for that. Um, and then on the other side, you've got Quiddy Pay lining up primarily on the defensive left side, offensive right side, which means he will be matched up against Jawan Taylor. Uh, and Jawan Taylor, He was the Jaguars' best pass protector last week. Did not give up a single pressure. Looked really good in pass protection. So we'll be interesting to see how that plays out, certainly, um, between the Colts' edge rushers and the Jaguars' offensive tackles. Jaggernaut says, I think it's Jan versus Cam. Yep, sure is. Debbie Lynn says, particularly perturbed. Love the alliteration. Way to go, English major. I'm doing my best. My college degree is paying off right now, right? (laughs) Shout out to UNF. When Jonathan Taylor has the ball in his hand, you've got to swarm him. You got to have more than one defender to the football. Um, We've talked about this a little bit. I'm just going through my notes here. Shaq Griffin and Darius Williams, they got to step up in coverage. One thing that could be an advantage for the Jaguars compared to what they were facing last week was Carson Wentz's ability to evade pressure, to get on the move. Matt Ryan is not nearly as mobile. 
Um, so if you get the pressure, perhaps you're able to affect him. Even if you don't bring him down, maybe you get a hit on him. So I do think there was a fair amount of times last week or, or examples last week of the Jaguars getting pressure and just not being able to bring down Carson Wentz. Perhaps it'll be a little bit easier to bring down Matt Ryan. Looking at Gus Bradley and his defense, we talked a little bit about you know um, how they were susceptible to the seam shots last week and, and how they deployed their, their edge rushers. One thing that's interesting, Gus Bradley is now willing to send the blitz. He's willing to send five or more rushers. He's not going to do it a ton, but that's something you would very, very rarely see from Gus Bradley, Todd Wash, etc. Gus Bradley is starting to adapt a little bit to the modern game, starting to blitz a little bit more. We've got the dude checking in saying, think you got to have more sets with Agnew and Kirk out there. That's a lot of speed to handle. Agreed 100%. I want to see Jamal Agnew get the football. That dude, Evan, says UNF squad. Hell yeah. Swoop. Irish Jags fan says tackling needs to be if we are going to stop Taylor. Yeah. Tackling's got to improve. And I think overall, tackling against the run last week, they were pretty good. They were pretty sound. It was in space with like, Curtis Samuel and J.D. McKissick and those guys where they struggled a little bit. Dustin says, do you think the game will come down to a made field goal? I think it very well could, right? This is the NFL. Uh, It's a four-point spread right now, I believe, in favor of the Colts. Let me make sure that's accurate. Yeah, we're just making sure about this line here, the spread. Yeah, it looks like it's three and a half to four points in favor of the Colts in this one. So yeah, very well could come down to a field goal. And if you're if it's coming down to a field goal, who are you going to feel better about, the Colts or the Jaguars? I mean, Riley Patterson, he rebounded after his miss last week. He played pretty well, made some kicks for the Jaguars. Colts are going to have a kicker who was not on their roster last week. We'll see. Jaggernaut says Gus's defense is solid. I think it is too. I'm with you. I think overall it is a pretty solid defense. Now, they were playing against the Texans offense last week, which is one of the least talented offenses in football. No offense to our Houston our Houston brethren out there, but uh, not one of the more talented offenses. Ray says, this is the best Jaguars channel on YouTube, I must admit. Thank you so much, Ray. That means a lot. We've got a lot of really good content creators um, covering the Jaguars and putting out Jaguars content. UCF, Jaguar, um, uh, Jags United. We've got Brett James as well, and there's a lot of great local media people as well. So I really do appreciate that. Jaggernaut says, how did Cisco play last week? I thought he was underwhelming overall. Um, obviously he needed to be there quicker on the Terry McLaurin touchdown. I I don't think he really stood out, but I think he'll have an opportunity to rebound here this week. I'm a big fan of Andre Cisco's game. Antoine says big week for a movement to play nickel against run plays. It'll most likely help better against. Run. Yeah, I'm not against that. Muma played eight defensive snaps last week and he looked very comfortable, very athletic, just, he looked like it's starting to make sense for him now. And, you know, his his Hall of Fame game was pretty ugly. 
he rebounded throughout the preseason, played really well, and I think he's continued that into his play in the regular season. Again, only eight snaps. Can't take a whole lot from that. Us and them says, I didn't like our pass rush set with Smoot and Key stunting in the middle with no DT. Add the DT, I like it, but Washington was not fooled at all. Like you said, we need to bring one more more often. Yeah, uh, and you need to get more pressure with four, a four-man rush. You're paying... You're paying Smoot and Key to to get pressure. You took Josh Allen, seventh overall. You took Trayvon Walker, first overall. Got to play better. Got to get more pressure. Christopher says, we are much better than last year. Play here or there. We win the game last week. We need to play better. Clean up penalties. I'm hopeful. Go Jaguars. Yes, this is a much more talented football team than the Jaguars had in 2021. Uh, There's no question about that. They're better coached as well. And yeah, there was probably 10 plays where if they just made this one play, they win the game. But they didn't. Ray says, does Chad Muma play more because of the Colts run game? I think he could. I wouldn't hate to see that. I would love to see all those guys on the field at once, but that can present some matchup problems in coverage, certainly. All right, so continuing through my notes here for this game. Frank Reich, really good head coach, right? Really good offensive play caller, offensive schemer. His teams have been notoriously slow starters in Indy. Last year, I think they started off 0-5. This year, a slow start, you know, not beating the Texans, who are one of the teams projected to be a top-five pick. Does that continue this week? Does that continue? I'm interested to find out. They've had a new quarterback each of the last three seasons. Had Phillip Rivers three years ago, or two years ago. You had Carson Wentz last year. You have Matt Ryan this year. Does that lead to, does that lack of continuity lead to some early season struggles? I think that's a reasonable thought. Got some more comments coming in here. Debbie Lynn saying, Ray Bethel, I agree. Best Jags content. Be sure to like and subscribe, everybody. Thank you so much. Dustin says, I'm encouraged with the Jags. I am too. I know a lot of people are down on Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people are down on the team. I think that is just fatigue from being a losing franchise for so long. I really do. I think that Jaguars fans, are some of them are so battered and bruised and broken from what this team has done to them over the last decade plus that it's hard to be reasonable. Jaggernaut says, hey, Jordan, how do I? How do you think Caldwell did as our defensive coordinator? I thought Scott Turner, frankly, was one step ahead in this chess game of NFL play calling and, and, and designing the offense and knowing when to dial things up, how to attack. I thought he was one step ahead. But overall, I think I'm encouraged by Mike Caldwell, what he's done since he's been in Jacksonville, what he's done throughout his career. I think he has a chance to be a really high-quality defensive coordinator in this league. I don't think that last week was good enough. I think the commanders had the Jaguars number offensively too often. Antoine says Washington offense is highly underrated. Yeah, I mean... I talked about it last week. I think that their receiving core and their defensive line, those are their two best assets on that team. And yeah, Antoine says you add Logan Thomas, JD McKissick, and and um, 
Antonio Gibson. And then really good news. Brian Robinson is back working out. So um, after being shot a few weeks back, happy for him that he's recovering and, and should be able to add another weapon to the commander's backfield. And yeah, Ryan, similar thing here. He says, super proud of J-Rob and his bounce back. Unbelievable. Injured late in December last year. The Achilles comes back and did not miss a beat. In fact, he looked as good as he ever has. Two touchdowns for the Jaguars. Averaging over six yards per carry. He was awesome. There's nothing else to say about it. He was awesome last week. Antoine says, agreed, insert Jay Robin to fantasy fleck. Yeah, I'm killing myself for not drafting James Robinson. I shouldn't say that. I'm beating myself up about it. Like, ugh. how do you not draft, draft James Robinson in like the fifth or sixth round? Oh, well. Us and them says, man, I was watching in a live stream after the first quarter down 7-3, acting like the season is already over. Jags fans can disappoint me at times. Let's stay positive. Go Jets. Yeah. I mean, everybody can be a fan in their own way, right? Everybody has the right to do that. But I do think that just what the Jaguars have done over the last decade is skewing people to be more negative than they need to be after week one. Jack's homes by drew good buddy of mine. Checking in happy you're here says, do you think Trevor has the grit and wants to win? Would love to see him close out some games when we have the last possession. Yeah. Do I think he has the grit and wants to win? Yes. He is one of the hardest working people out there. Uh, absolutely. I think he does. He needs help. That last drive against the commanders, the offensive line was atrocious. I said it last week or, or, or last weekend after the game. I mean, the offensive line should be embarrassed how they performed late in that game. It's awful. Alex says ETN or J Rob. Who's the who's the last running back to start this week against the Colts? Oh, who's the Jags running back to start this week against the Colts? What a question. I mean, both players had opportunities, and James Robinson obviously found the end zone twice, but ETN had plenty of opportunities as well. He dropped one from Trevor that would have been a touchdown. Trevor missed him on another one that would have been a touchdown. Um, it's a good question. I do think they're going to lean on J-Rob, but I think they're going to lean more on ETN as well. I would probably feel more comfortable putting J-Rob into that flex spot, but I would I would roll with either of them, really. I think they're both going to be used. Alex and I are in the same fantasy league, by the way, two people. So I'm out here giving free advice to my league mates. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Charge it to the game. Looking at DVOA, which is value over average, uh, that's just kind of a, a football outsider's way of looking at individual players, individual units, defense, offense, all that stuff. It's a more modern and an advanced way to look at look at these games from an analytical and statistical standpoint. Jax is 13th in DVOA. Jacksonville is top half of the league. Uh, they were 12th on offense and 17th on defense, which is pretty good. Pretty good stuff there. 
after one week. And then the Colts, they're 23rd in DVOA, 20th on offense and 12th on defense. I, I do agree that their defense is ahead of their offense. Um, but I think based on DVOA, the Jaguars should have an advantage here. Now, week one does lie. Even week two will lie to you. The first couple weeks of the season are pretty wild, to be completely honest with y'all. Jaggernaut said, oh, Alex, Alex has ETN. Son of a gun. Good for you, Alex. I'm glad we're not playing each other this week. Jaggernaut says, agreed, Jordan, in the late game, our OL were like pylons, not giving Trevor a chance. Yeah, it was bad. Really bad. Now, again, Jonathan Allen, Duran Payne, Montez Sweat, unbelievable pass rushers. Scott English says, man, I've been asking this for a week now. I see Mahomes and other young quarterbacks that just have this fire, this drive. We want to snatch your soul out. Does T-Law have that? Did he ever and will he? Dude won a national championship as a freshman. Went to the playoffs every single year in college. He busts his ass every day to be a leader in Jacksonville. Does things the right way. You tell me. Derek says, looking forward to Trevor growing throughout the season in a stable, functional offense. Excellent. I'm with you. Dustin says, I'm predicting three sacks on Matt Ryan. They need to have at least three sacks. Lee says, how does the Colts D-line compare to Washington's? Because from what I saw, Washington's D-line was big, strong, and pretty damn good. Yeah, I've been saying it. Washington has one of the best defensive lines in football, even without Chase Young. Now, DeForest Buckner is excellent. He's a really good, really good football player. Interior defensive line. Grover Stewart is a good interior defensive lineman as well. Big boy, really big boy. Bowling ball of butcher knives type player. Is he Deron Payne? No. He is not the pass rusher that Deron Payne is. No question about that in my mind. Uh, looking at Quiddy Pay, he's in his second year coming off a two-sack game against the Texans. He wasn't just dominating all game that, the way you would think of as a two-sack performance. They both came late. But he's a talented young pass rusher, incredible athlete. And Unique Ngakwe, everybody knows what he can do as a pass rusher. I do not think the Colts' defensive line is as good as Washington's. I still think it is very good. But I think Washington's is top five, bar none. Could be the best. All right. Irish Jags fan says, what do you think of the Titans this year? Losing to New York is really disappointing the way they lost. Not disappointing for me personally, disappointing for them and their fans. I'm happy to see the Titans lose every week. But, uh, you know, I, I expected them to compete for a playoff spot. I still do, but that was not an encouraging week one performance. Us and them says, Minshew killed the Colts week one of 2020. How'd that go for us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, week one is a liar. The dude says, Jordan, do you think Jawan has gotten over the hump and will continue to play well under this new scheme and stuff? I'll say this. Every time he is lined up on the field, preseason, regular season, under this regime, he's looked good. Will it continue? I don't know. It's impossible to say, but he's playing the best football of his life right now. Ray says, should I th seek therapy because of the loss to the Patriots in the playoffs? I still hadn't gotten past that loss. Apparently, a lot of people, I saw the article this week, a lot of folks are out here um, talking about the Jaguars in their therapy sessions. I, I hate to laugh at that. It's wild to me, though. Um, 
but yeah, uh, if if you feel the need to seek therapy because of the Jaguars, I encourage you to do so. Us and them says people mistake Trevor for not caring because he has maturity ahead of his years. He's been living as a pro since ninth grade. That's all. I agree with that. Now, um, could you see a little bit more fire from him at times? Maybe, but we'll see. I, I think you got to let it play out. I think you have seen some fire from him when things are going well and when things have gone really poorly. Uh, so I wouldn't be too concerned with that. He's just a very level. That's his personality is very level. Uh, very doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Um, so Alex says back to work for this slapper. Have a great Friday, everyone. See you this weekend. Jordan go Jags DTWD. All right, Alex. Yeah. We don't want you getting in trouble at work here. People. <laughs> Us and them says people. Mis- oh yeah, I read that one already. Sorry, folks. Irish Jags fan. Just think, Trevor has a different personality to guys like Mahomes, etc. Just because he's a quieter guy doesn't mean he doesn't have the drive. I agree with that. Like I said, he's much more level than some of these people. And when you get into big moments, I do think you'll you'll have an opportunity to see more fire from him. Daniel says, "Did you see the Pat McAfee big brain football scary Terry talking about Shaq playing lazy cover too? I did." Unacceptable. Unacceptable play from Shaquille Griffin last week. Us and them says, seeing Derrick Henry get leveled by that Giants player made him look mortal. I think more people will try him now. I wouldn't. Got a notification coming in here. Sorry, folks. And another one. Another one. Um, I wouldn't be trying Derrick Henry, but that's just me personally. So, yeah, we talked about the kicker questions. Both teams not super confident in their kicker situation. I think the Jaguars have a little bit more confidence in Riley Patterson than the Colts will because they don't even know who their kicker is at this point. Ray says, Gardner didn't have this offense or defense. Fair. Fair. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. Minshew's an eagle now. DTWDC says Gardner was cool and all, but he can't even win the starting job in Philly and comparing Trevor Lawrence to Gardner Minshew. It's like a Corvette to a moped. You said it DTWD. Uh, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Cannot agree with that. or cannot disagree with that assessment. Looking at this game. I think this is as close to a must win for the Jaguars as you can possibly have in week two. Again, the road ahead, not easy. Traveling to L.A., take on the Chargers. Traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Two of the teams that are the apple of the football media world's eyes right now, and for good reason. Will Justin Herbert be healthy? We don't know yet. I imagine the fact that he's got over a week to get ready for that one. He'll play. I think he'll play. But we'll find out more about his injury later today, about those ribs. But for the Jaguars and the Colts, this is as close as it can be for a must win. For the Colts and Jags, it's slightly different reasons, right? For the Jags, it's only because they're trying to compete for the playoffs this year. If you go 0-2 and you're heading out to L.A. and then to Philly in consecutive weeks, that's a really rough situation to be in. For the Colts, it's a must win because Jim Irsay – I don't think he's slept since the Colts lost 
to the Jaguars in week 18. And if they start 0-1 and 1, they're going to be they're going to be uh in hot water. The Colts will be. And that would also mean that they are winless in two divisional matchups to start the season. I really encourage Jaguars fans to get their butts in the in the stands and be loud, have a good time out there this 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 weekend. Um, we do have two tickets, um, two sets of two tickets, two hundred level tickets that are we're giving away over on our Instagram. If y'all want to go, are trying to go to the game, go enter that contest over on our Instagram. DTWD saying, I'm wondering if Justin Herbert's going to have an injury for week three. Yeah. I mean, looked like he took, he took some shots, that big shot to the ribs. I think it was Nick Bolton that got him. Um, We'll see if he's healthy. If he's healthy, good luck. If he's not healthy, you have a chance, right? You have a chance either way, but the Jaguars have really struggled against the Chargers, especially on the West Coast. All right, so been streaming for a little over an hour here. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Time to get into my final prediction. I do believe the Jaguars will win this one. I think it's going to be incredibly close. I do think it's going to end up coming down to field goals and and, and converting in the red zone and just capitalizing on your opportunities. I have them winning 24 to 23 over the Colts in this one could go either way very well could go either way but I think the Jaguars win this one because I think their offense is playing at a higher level than the Colts offense and I think that their defense will come out feeling like they have a lot to prove after a disappointing showing last week that's just the way I see it and then you've also got the curse right Colts can't win in Jacks for whatever reason Us and them says thanks for the show, Jordan. Appreciate y'all being here. Happy to happy to do it. Jaggernaut says thanks for the show as well. Have a great weekend, everyone. Duval. Love it. DTWD says make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. That's where I'm just spewing out thoughts, getting the latest updates out as quick as I can. That is the first place to find football news. Christopher Lopez says this is a must win. Yeah, it's as close to a must win as you can have in week two. I'm with you there. Have the Jaguars winning 24 to 23. Have Travis Etienne on a receiving touchdown, uh, getting into the end zone there. I do, I'll, I'll say four sacks for the Jaguars defensive front. I think Trayvon Walker gets another one. I think Josh Allen gets his first sack of the season. And either Smoot or Key are going to get one as well. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Follow me on Twitter, as I mentioned, at Jordan DeLugo. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube here if you want to support the channel further. You can become a channel member. There's some cool perks. Uh, You can also go pick up a new hat or shirt on GenJag.com right now. There's a few of the Duval 1995 shirts, the shirt I'm wearing right now. Got that front pocket logo. No pocket, but front left chest logo. Um, Yeah, so y'all can go pick up one of those. A few left on the website. 
Links in the description below to everything. Again, thank you so much for supporting the channel, Duval. Would not be doing this without you guys. Appreciate it so much. Have a great weekend. Hopefully the Jaguars can get a dub. I really encourage, go out into the in, and, and get tickets to the game. Do whatever you have to do to get into that game. Be loud. Show the team some support. They'll appreciate you for it. And uh, hopefully the Jackson go get a W against the Colts in week two. They need it. Have a great one, Duval. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.